Cruise Radio is brought to you by InsureMyTrip.com. Travel insurance done right from the people who know travel insurance. Find out more at InsureMyTrip.com. Broadcasting from the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for hanging out on Cruise Radio today. Sure to appreciate you for being here. On this show, we're going to talk about uh, a new place we discovered in Freeport, Bahamas. I know everyone's like, Freeport, Bahamas stinks. Well, maybe, but a lot of cruises do go there, and we found a great day pass resort to tell you about. Sarah will be stopping by a little later on in the program to share that. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. What's up, Stuart? Hey, Doug. So, uh, Norwegian breakaway, New York City, a little bit of trouble docking. What happened here? Well, the ship was uh, pulling in, and uh, unfortunately, they had some steering and propulsion issues. So uh, they wound up having to wait for uh, a tugboat and the currents to subside uh, before they were able to get into port. So uh, unfortunately, uh, the ship was delayed of several hours. And, uh, you know, you, you of course, can understand uh, there were a lot of uh, very upset people on board that uh, were uh, delayed. So, I mean, when you say issues getting into the harbor, I mean, did it get stuck in the mud or, or what happened here? Well, the you know the report said that uh, the ship got stuck. Uh, so it turns out that uh, they had some uh, azopod uh, issues, and uh, they just they couldn't get the ship turned. Mm-hmm. So the ship just uh, you know uh, went past the uh, Pier 88, sat there for a few hours, waited for the tugboats, and uh, the tugboats uh, brought them in. There really weren't uh, any unusual issues with the water. Uh, Carnival Splendor uh, got in just fine. So I hope no one considers this another black eye for the cruise industry then. Yeah, well, this was a big nothing. <laughs> exactly. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on the subject of Norwegian, uh, it looks like they have this uh, BOGO sale, buy one, get one cruise. Well, actually, Doug, it's uh, buy one cruise and sail twice is kind of the the way the, the promotion is. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, what I liked about it was it was a little different than uh, the ongoing sales they've had uh, for the past, uh, you know, I think 27 or 28 months right. um, where they kept essentially offering the, the same deal. Uh, this was by a Norwegian getaway or Norwegian breakaway, seven-night sailing between uh, now and uh, essentially the sail ends on May 11th, where where you'll be able to sail on Norwegian sky between September and February of uh, 2000, you know, ending in 2015, avoiding the holidays uh, for free. So it's uh, it's a great uh, it's a great opportunity to get a free cruise. They know a lot of the people, especially up in the Northeast, or if any there. Uh, they may not come back for the sky, but it's an interesting promotion to uh, to get people to uh, return and sail with you. New branded logo shop for NCL online. Is this a first for them? Well, it's it's really a first for anybody. I've been I've been saying for years. I mean, you know, you get home, or or let's say you're you're heading out on a cruise. How great would it be uh, to be able to get your uh, cruise line branded? You know, T-shirts or mugs. This way, you're arriving with the the shirts, or you have regrets that you didn't pick up that shirt that you wanted to commemorate your cruise, and this is a great opportunity to be able to uh, pick up your, you know, to purchase your, you know, t-shirts or sweatshirts or any of your logo wear. You can just go online and uh, make those purchases, and uh, you know, it's it's a nice way. It's also they're also great for gifts, but you know, why no one else has done it up until now? 
uh, you know, completely uh, doesn't make sense to me, but uh, I'm glad someone did it. This next story is interesting, and it's kind of in your neck of the woods, but MSC Cruises uh, last November put MSC Davina in Miami year-round. Well, they just announced MSC Davina is going to Europe in 2015. So uh, does that kind of mess up what they, or not mess up, but go against their original plan? Yeah, well, the original plan, Doug, was uh, MSC was taking the United States by storm right. and we're putting a ship year-round in the Caribbean. Well, that didn't last longer than about uh, six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, ship right now is uh, preparing to head down to uh, South America to be a floating hotel for the uh, World Cup uh, soccer. Uh, so she's essentially going to be gone for the whole summer. And uh, so she'll be back in August, and then she leaves again in March for uh, the Mediterranean. Now, I mean, I think it's a great move because, I mean, they're, they're going to certainly make a lot more money uh, on their sailings on the ship in Europe than they would have here. And I think a lot of their European passengers uh, are going to be able to, are going to like the uh, upgraded food and uh, service uh, on board uh, Davina. So they'll be happy with the experience uh, and, and are, would be willing to pay a lot more money than they would in the Caribbean. So what does that mean for Port Miami in 2015 when MSC Davina is gone? Well, I mean, they're going to be here, but uh, I mean, it's, you know, between the World Cup in August and when it leaves, I mean, they'll be here about, you know, eight and a half months mm-hmm. and then it leaves and it'll go to Europe and then it'll come back at the end of 15. It doesn't appear that the uh, year-round cruising program uh, has worked out too well for yeah. uh, MSB at this point. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Carnival Liberty, now in Port Canaveral full-time year-round. That's three ships in Port Canaveral for Carnival. What, Sensation, Carnival Sunshine, and Carnival Liberty with over 600,000 passengers sailing from there a year. So uh, I guess there's a big demand for Central Florida cruising. They're just solidifying their, their position there you know, with 600,000 there. If you recall, it's the same uh, same type of proposition that they made uh, out in uh, in Galveston mm-hmm. with uh, you know three year-round ships. Uh, I mean, there's only so many places that you can put ships, and uh, you know. But it is important to know that I mean, the ships that sail out of uh, Canaveral attract passengers that aren't paying as high a premium as uh, they do in other ports. Right. But uh, it's it's certainly a strong market, and um, you know, it's it's a good move for them. So both Norwegian Cruise Lines and Royal Caribbean both uh, had their earnings call for quarter one. Uh, how did both the cruise lines do? Well, I mean, both both cruise lines, uh, so, you know, had uh, had some good quarters, and uh, you know the, the you know the first quarter, uh, you know, I mean, everyone was up. Uh, onboard spending was was up. You know, they they had you know some of the uh, you know the fuel issues. Um, uh, Norwegian was very excited about their their cost savings on both breakaway and getaway as far as their. Uh, fuel efficiencies. Uh, you know, one brought up uh, MSC Davina as a reason why their pricing wasn't as high, uh, which is just com- completely uh, impossible. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's interesting when you know cruise lines mention MSC as being a reason for Caribbean having too many ships. But I mean, the, the ship is not going to be here, uh, you know, very much, especially during the peak of the summer months. So I mean, it's it's I think it's really being used as a as a, as a scapegoat. Because a ship, as we said earlier, is going down to South America, and their pricing is considerably lower than the other cruise lines. It's, if it was neck and neck, I could understand it, but uh, it's a different ship. It's a different product. It attracts different types of passengers. Uh, I, I think it's a, it's a non-entity. Nothing to you know for the lines to worry about. You know, cruise lines blaming uh, you know you're using quantum disease is another reason that uh, Caribbean pricing's down. Well, in all of 2014, Doug. There's only one sailing. So how much of an impact 
could one ship and one sailing have? Well, like at Cruise Shipping Miami, when Kevin Sheehan was blaming other cruise lines for driving the Caribbean prices down out of Miami. I mean, who sets the precedent? Like, how does that work? It's not so much a precedent. It's just, you know, they, they, look, they get, they get the prices that the market will bear. The big change this summer is that Norwegian is year-round out of Miami. Princess is year-round out of Fort Lauderdale, in addition to the Royal Caribbean and Carnival uh, ships. Mm-hmm. So, But there's a huge, there's a huge opportunity for both Norwegian and Princess, because there's a lot of people, Doug, in the country that may not want to, pay, you know, that want to cruise during the summer, mm-hmm. but they don't want to pay the high prices commanded by Royal Caribbean, or they may not want to sail on carnivals. They right. want something different. So both of these ships are going to fill that need for essentially, you know, additional options for cruise passengers to take advantage of in the summer. Hmm. But uh, there's certainly not a glut of of ships in the Caribbean, and uh, you know, it's just kind of used for excuses but when you shift you know in fact if you keep in mind that there a lot of these ships are here because of the uncertainty in Europe over the last 4 years with uh, you know the geopolitical uh, issues in mm-hmm. northern africa and the middle east um, you know having problems with uh, lowering the the pricing on the mediterranean sailings um, 2014 europe and alaska are both doing well so that that's certainly a good sign and look the caribbean will do well, well but uh, as as we both know that there are a lot of uh, promotional opportunities that the cruise lines are using to fill their ships. Uh, the NCL, you know, buy one, sail twice deal is a great example of that. We have one last talking point here, Stuart. Regal Princess, sea trials are done. She's floated out. Looks like she's all ready to go. Uh, how's she looking? Well, uh, her delivery is May 16th, mm-hmm. and that'll be done in Malfon Falcone. Uh, Italy, which is uh, just east of Venice. Okay. So uh, the sea trials went well. You know, they're making adjustments. Uh, her delivery May 16th, and her very first sailing departing out of Venice is May 20th. How did her sister do Royal Princess sailing out of Fort Lauderdale from what, uh, November, uh, October to April? Do, uh, was she sailing full and uh, pretty much everyone was happy? She did sail full. She got very good pricing. People were very pleased with uh, the product. Uh, a lot of there were a lot of adjustments that were made uh, from between Regal and Royal, and uh, you know so Regal's uh, going to have a lot of uh, enhancements. It's going to be a great ship. Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, found at cruiseguy.com. Sure to appreciate you, man. My pleasure, Doug. How many times have you said that'll never happen to us? Vacations are a big investment with both time and money, and they should be protected. For over a decade, InsureMyTrip.com has been the online travel insurance leader, offering the best plans from the most trusted providers. Our licensed and award-winning customer service team makes sure you have the right coverage for your travel. To find out why over 98% of travelers would recommend InsureMyTrip, visit InsureMyTrip.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. So today we're going to talk about Freeport Bahamas because a lot of people are like, uh, oh my gosh, I don't want to go to Freeport Bahamas again. It sucks. 
And, uh, well, they're not really too far off, so I brought on Sarah Phillips. She just returned from Freeport, Bahamas, but not only Freeport, Bahamas, a day-pass resort for cruise passengers called the Grand Lucayan. And uh, she was just there a couple of months ago, and she joins me tonight. Hey, Sarah. Hey, how are you doing? So do you share my thoughts and most cruisers' same thoughts of, oh, gosh, our itinerary has Freeport, Bahamas. What are we going to do? Yes, I hated Freeport the first time I went there. I was like... Why did the cruise line stop here? The only thing I can fi- uh, figure out is that it could be like a, a tax saving or a tax savings for the cruise line. They don't have to pay a lot of money to uh, to dock there, I guess, because there's nothing to do. But uh, so, Sarah, let's start from the beginning. The ship docks. Uh, how do you start your journey to the Grand Lacayan Resort once you get off the ship in Freeport, Bahamas? You get off the ship and you go right over the taxi stand and you're like, I'm going to go to the Grand Italian Resort, and they take you there, and it's about a 20-minute taxi ride. Yeah, and it's it's fairly inexpensive, too. I want to say for, like, two of us, it was, like, $15. It was $5 each way, so it was, like, $10 round trip. So it was, for a 20-minute taxi ride, I thought it was actually a pretty decent rate. That's right. They do the group busing, don't they, where it's, like, uh, they fill this minivan up of full of people and take you away. They do, and actually, funny enough, uh, we were sitting there waiting for our bus to be full, Mm-hmm. And um, we were telling the couple next to us, we're like, yeah, we're going to this resort. We're going to the Grand Italian. We were telling them about what we had read about it. And they're like, you know what? We think we're going to go with you. So nice. they actually switched. <laughs> they, uh, they should have been paying you a referral fee for everybody that you got to go there that day. So, uh, so when the van drops you off, does it drop you off actually in front of the Grand Lucayan? It technically where it dropped us off was the Grand Lucayan. It's in front of the casino that's part of the resort. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is the resort, but it's not directly where you would go to get to the, any of the amenities. So you just kind of walk through the casino or walk around the casino, um, to get to the resort. Did you gamble at all? Not in Freeport. No, I did not. Uh, I lost $40 there. You know, they drop you off right, right, basically right there. And you have to walk through the casino to get out there. So it's like, ah, the shiny slot machines and the noises that are so addicting. I've got to lose $40. And I did. Yeah, that's why we went around the casino. Yeah, exactly. We through it. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, so you go to the actual resort area, and it's it's fifteen dollars to go into the resort. Now, what was your experience once you actually paid the fifteen dollars and you were led into this fancy property? I was actually my first thought was, "Wow, this is beautiful," um, because you come from the port, which is ugly, and you come to this resort, and there's these white sand beaches. There's this like lush green lawn that's beautifully landscaped. There's all these pools. I'm just like, this was not what I was expecting. So I was definitely like, this is where I'm going to spend a lot of time. One of the things I really liked when I first walked in was the infinity pool. I'm a sucker for those pools. And it was like right there overlooking the beach and like, wow. Yeah, I loved, loved the pools because they did have that infinity pool that literally was right out onto the beach. Um, so it's beautiful views and the infinity pool has a swim up pool bar too. So it was definitely a win-win situation. There. I've actually been going back and forth uh, with the public relations people for this Grand Lucayan resort, because when I was there, they didn't give me a towel. Then in an interview, they told me they give towels. So it's like, okay, what is it? I'm telling listeners one thing and another thing's happening. What's the real deal? What happened with you? didn't have a problem um we got there and we we kind of picked our spots and then we walked up to the towel stand and we were like hey you know we're we're here for the day we showed them our day passes um the band that they give you and um they were like okay here's two towels we just wrote our names down 
um, they, for us, they didn't take anything. Um, but I believe now they do a $25 deposit Mm -hmm. and you can rent the towel. So you have to put some money down. Um, but for us, when we were, when we were there, they were just like, here you go. Enjoy the, enjoy the resort. Nice. Uh, And what were your thoughts of the beaches in Freeport? Uh, the beaches were pretty, um, I'm a little spoiled. I don't like cold water. Mm -hmm. So the water was a little cold for me. Um, but the beaches were really pretty. It was, it was, you know, you imagine the Bahamas to be these beautiful waters and white sand beaches and lush trees. And it was exactly what you would picture when you say Bahamas. So it was really nice. Doesn't the $15 day pass resort include non-motorized water sports? It did. Yes. It did include like snorkeling and things like that, just like your your regular water sports that you typically pay extra for, but that was all included. What did you think of the restaurants on the property? I know I was there. I went to the bar and I think I spent uh, like $9 for a frozen margarita, but did you have any food there or drink there? What were your thoughts? We did. Um, we had some fruity tropical drinks. That's what you do in the Bahamas. Right. And um, and then I ordered some, just some snack food. They They would bring you like bar type food to your chair. So like, Fries, burgers, things like that. Um, I didn't want to go to any of the restaurants because I was having too much fun sitting by the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did have a lot of restaurants. They had what looks like a really good Asian restaurant. Yeah, they did. Um, they also had one with like Bahamian food. And I was like, ooh, maybe I'll try that. But I was enjoying myself too much to, to worry about the food. So. <laughs> I like the free Wi-Fi there, too. I loved the free Wi-Fi. Let me tell you, because I live up north where we've had the worst winter ever. Mm-hmm. Um, the day that we were there, uh, back home, we were having like snow and ice storms. <laughs> so with the free Wi-Fi, I'm like posting pictures of my feet in the sand, you know, selfies in the pool and, um, I'm getting some hate, you know, some hate <laughs> tweets and stuff from people back home. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> and, and you're like, you know, if Facebook had a dislike button, it would be full of dislikes. <laughs> yeah. I think I posted at one point, I was like, sorry, not sorry that this is my day at work. <laughs> Let's see, we already touched on the pools, but I have to say, a very nice property all in all for only costing $15 for the day. Yeah, I was really surprised at how cheap it was, actually. We've done some all-inclusive and resort passes in in other ports like Cozumel, places like that. And in Cozumel, we paid $50. Um, for the day. Now that did include um, drinks and, and one meal. Yeah. But still, fifteen and fifty is a is a big difference. Um, and I honestly, I thought the amenities at the resort were so much better than than any of the other day passes or all inclusive that I've done because they include so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're so nice and friendly about it. Like if you need anything, you just have to ask. So I was was very impressed with the hospitality and the amenities that they provided. And I think we should talk about this too, Sarah, because the cruise lines like to scare the hell out of you basically and tell you if you don't buy an excursion through the cruise line that you're going to get left. And yeah, part of that's true, but part of that is also common sense. If you get back to the ship, if you don't get drunk on the beach and pass out, you're going to get back to the ship in plenty of time. And I think there's nothing to worry about. Exactly. I was never concerned about missing this ship. The taxis run back, I think, every half hour, every hour. So you just have to be aware that you just have to allow that time. Um, and I definitely agree the ships did not advertise the store at all. Um, and their tours in this port are pretty limited anyway. Yeah. I've done one with the ship a couple of years ago. And it was, okay, it was $50, $50, $60 for a beach day. Mm. And it really wasn't that nice and it wasn't that much fun. And I spent 20 bucks you know, between my past and, and taxi fare and had a fantastic time. 
So, you know, definitely it's okay to branch out beyond the cruise ship short excursion offerings, mm-hmm. you know, and see what other people are doing. Do you have any been there, done that tips for the uh, the Grand Lucayan Resort in Freeport? Um, yeah, go to the Grand Lucayan Resort and don't pay for short excursions. <laughs> Uh, that'd be my number one tip. I just be aware of the time is really it. Just be smart. You know, don't get drunk and pass out on the beach. I would say the biggest thing with Freeport is don't let the port itself scare you. It's really ugly. It's very industrial. It's where they do almost all of the cruise ship updates, like the Fun Ship 2.0, um, cruise repairs. You'll see ships in port getting sick. It actually is a very nice port. The people are very friendly. And they do have beautiful beaches and what you expect the Bahamas to look like if you go to the right places. I would also add, Sarah, is make sure you have plenty of cash with you because I, the, the resort takes credit cards, but you can never have enough cash. That's true. Yeah, they did. I used my credit card to buy my drinks, <laughs> um, but I used cash pretty much for everything else. So uh, that was definitely good advice. And even though they, they have towels there, my advice is always bring an extra towel with you because you can never have too many towels, but you can sometimes have not enough. <laughs> exactly. Sarah, what are your final thoughts? You know, don't take Freeport at face value. There is a little bit more to it than all the industrial stuff. Very good. Sarah, thank you for hanging out. Oh, thanks. My pleasure. That'll do it for this episode of Cruise Radio. Again, thank you for being here. We realize you have a lot of other options, and you chose us, and it means a lot. So thank you again. Uh, if you want to check out our other show, uh, type in weekendtravelshow.com. Uh, that's our weekly show uh, on all things travel, not just cruise. So we kind of uh, color outside the lines over there. From the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the InsureMyTrip.com studios. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.